Hi, hello, hello, hi, and welcome to all our hearts and minds. Thank you again for tuning in. We're here to discuss all things that have been on our hearts and minds. The good, the bad, the concerning, and uplifting, or just straight talk. We're your hosts, Kimmy, our passionate heart. Yeah. And me, Jeanette, our mind and chronic overthinker. Let's get into it. Yes, please and thanks. Okay, and we're back. We're back. Check, check, one, two, one, two. Yes, we are back in full effect. Yes. Well, um, I know, you know, let me just start. How are you, friend? I'm okay. I'm doing all right. This week, though, that just passed, Lord have his mercy on Mm-mm. me. Because it was just a lot. It was a lot. And it was like, is it ever going to end? Like, <laughs> I felt like I was uh, Groundhog Day where I was just repeating the same bad day oh, over God. and over again. But you know what? I made it true. Mm-hmm. And thank God. <laughs> yes, thank you, Jesus. And my friend, Jeanette, she had a birthday this week, everybody. Yes, yep, she did. Yep, she yep. Sure did. Another yes. one. Another year. Another birth trunk. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm um so glad that you had a, a good birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I was over here having the shittiest week of my life. But anyway, <laughs> at least one of us was yeah. having a good old funky time. So yeah. <laughs> Very, very good. Um, Mm -hmm. This week was, like you hinted, like, yeah, it was my birthday. Glory to God. Thanks Mm -hmm. for another year in life. And for my birthday, I tend to, I'm a little bit more self-reflective, like my family. And, you know, Mm -hmm. when I was younger, a lot of my friends, you know, I think that's just what friends do. They encourage you to do something for your birthday. And I often did. Mm-hmm. But I am usually very, that's like a time for me personally to be introspective and just like, mm-hmm. you know, just look, reevaluate as you used to yes. say, <laughs> you know yes. what I'm saying? Reevaluate your so life. People talk, maybe some people do that in the beginning of the year, but for me, my birthday is my new year. So that's mm-hmm. kind of, what I, so anyway, that led to me, I went out to, like I said last week, I went out to Alberta to um, just get mm. away and and enjoy and do something different and um yeah it was pretty good so good week overall yes um just give and me- good weather out here oh yeah, out here yeah. in ontario it was nice weather it was summer-esque mm-hmm. you know um i'm just i'm i'm actually kind of scared what the summer is gonna look like if this is what the spring looks like so um yeah i'm gonna get ready for that make sure i get my my sunblock Mm-hmm. And lots of water. And yes, black people, we do need some luck. Okay, yes, we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so don't let them yep. fool you. Everybody's um, skin needs to be protected. Everybody's skin needs to be protected, especially with their ozone layer on its last legs. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You see it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So all right. So we're gonna do we're gonna do a switch it up this week. We want to mm-hmm. do something interesting. Keep it nice and loose. As we both said, we've had crazy weeks, so we want to make sure we're giving you guys new episodes as regular as possible yeah and so you know this week we're gonna we're gonna keep uh have a a little bit of a different format while having some of your favorites and talking about your favorite topics so this week we're kim and i are gonna usually i go through the headlines and stuff like that but what we decided to do is we each choose a headline or topic that we would kind of talk about and like we'll start and we'll discuss Mm -hmm. And then we'll go into our call out, which we haven't done in a while. So happy to get back to that. Yeah. And then we have the workout. It works out. It's going to be a good one. We're talking about travel. So Mm -hmm. the topic. So now I'll start. Okay. Usually get this going. So I'll start. So for me, I know we wanted to keep it light and easy. I know. I know. Mine is kind of deep too. So it's probably going to be the same thing. But go on. Mm -hmm. This buffalo incident. Yeah. You see? Great minds think alike. You see me? This Buffalo mm -hmm. incident. This Buffalo incident. Mm -hmm. First of all, let me start by saying I'm tired. I am so tired of this. And again, I'm in Canada. I know, like, I I can, I will say, I have a different experience. I have a different, like, Canada was, even though systemic racism is here, it was a country 
listen, we know, we, we know, we, I don't need to go back into the history books. We know what, what, what the U.S. is all about and yeah. how, and how it got, was able to attain its wealth on the ba- yep. backs of black Pretty people. Pretty much. Straight mm-hmm. up, period, point blank. And even that, and, and saying that, mm-hmm. y'all, y'all over there, you all African descendants of slaves mm-hmm. uh, over in America, you do what you need to do. Do what I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say what that is. No, but do what you got at any cost. What you got to do. Wow, that's my message. If you understand it, you understand it. If you don't, you don't. But do what y'all gotta do because it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. (laughs) That's where I'm at. Absolutely ridiculous that the anti anti black hate crime bill hasn't been passed yet. Absolutely. Ridiculous. I think the lynching uh, bill did pass. Uh, that was one of the things that Joe Biden was sitting on um, that finally did. And I, honestly, I can only say this because the issue I have, again, I'm not American, but as someone outside observing, the anti-Asian, the anti-Asian hate bill crossed quick, fast, quick, 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 And fast. in a hurry. Okay. And in a hurry. And so that, like, I think if they didn't pass that bill... I wouldn't be looking at uh, Joe Biden so crazy right now, but because they passed that bill with the quickness, unless you give me a valid reason as to say, maybe you are trying to work out some kinks or you're trying to make sure it's it's iron tight. There I need is to, none. There I need, no I need to hear. I need to hear things like that. And if you're not telling me that, I don't want to hear nothing. So anyway, on May 14th, 18-year-old Peyton Gendron, or Gendron, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, sorry. He dro- yeah, I, I pronounce it Gendron. Okay. Uh, either way, we don't even want to put his name, that, that kid, crazy kid, where he shot, he drove to Buffalo, New York, in the grocery store, where he shot 13 people, killing 10, and based on the videos and every all the evidence, very much motivated by racial racial uh, reasoning or un- unreasoning in his mind, and he streamed the whole incident live on Twitch. Like the nerve, the gall. And I do notice that I ha- like as as this is so tragic, and I don't know if it's because I don't have cable or maybe because I've been away for this week, and usually when I travel, I'm not really that much into like. TV or even social media. I'm yeah, kind of just tap out. I tap out completely. Tap out. Mm-hmm. But to me, I feel like not a lot of people. I don't know. The response has been very. I need a little bit more. I mean, this week late. I think it was like yesterday or the day before. I saw. Uh, we saw President Biden as well as even ex President Bush was there and making statements. So I saw that. And those, you know, those are big gestures. That's the president mm-hmm. of the country. However, and I don't want, I, I definitely don't want what we saw with George Floyd, George Floyd either. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want, that's not what I'm looking for. But I just mean, for me, I feel like the coverage has been very, I don't know. What do you think? Because I, again, from, I've been away. So maybe it's just because I've been tapped out and haven't noticing mm-hmm. it. No, I, no, you have, no. Whether you were tapped out or not, Jeanette. Yeah. The coverage has just not been there. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember, I think it was in February, there was a young white guy who mm-hmm. had a sex fetish, mm-hmm. went into the massage parlor and shot up the Asian people. Yes, I do you remember, remember that. Yes, yeah. Yep. Yeah. You see, we have to recall. That means that it's not steadily being uh, broadcasted in the media. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's yeah. like you hear about it, Mm-hmm. And then somehow it just vanishes into yeah. thin air. Yeah. And so this is one of those situations, but this is what happens. And, you know, at, when I saw what happened mm-hmm. as a black person, it is really, really hard not to be racist. It's mm-hmm. really hard not to hate your fellow man. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't think because you're, I'm a Christian. I don't think you're because I'm a Christian. I, mm-hmm. and I'm based in that faith of, mm-hmm learning how to forgive and trying to move forward with a better solution. Um, 
I I I, st- I I stray away from being that person. You you use a, I I want to stop you there because you use the word racist. It's not it's not you're not racist against. Well, that's what some no. people would say. That's what some people I say, mean, but they they don't know right? the definition, the no. real definition of they, racist. They really don't. Really, you're right? angry. You're angry at I, what I'm you see. I'm very angry, and, and you're angry you... at them, but you're not doing anything to really uh, put them at a disadvantage. Exactly. Or, so right? technically, but, but yeah. because I'm supposed to be the minority, anytime you voice your opinion, anytime it goes against the grain of what they want you to say or want you to think, mm-hmm. then you're labeled with all these different labels. And That's so either which, people. right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like you, you get to go into a grocery store and shoot up all my people, but yet I'm not supposed to say nothing about it. And the second that I make a comment, then the tables turn very quickly and I'm the person that's, you know, the bigot or I'm the racist one or I'm trying to do this to white people of all people. Now, okay, when I saw this, it's it, like it, it literally brought a tear to my eye. Mm-hmm. Because every single one of those people that died were black. Mm-hmm. Yep. Every one of them. And grandmas. Yes, a kids, lot of them are older. Yeah. Mi- middle-aged people. Um, the security guard who tried to defend. Mm-hmm. But this young man had on armor. He had a... Had on armor. Military See, grade. Military grade. Where are you getting it? Where are you getting it? This is an 18-year-old young man. I understand that he has more of a privileged life than, you know, like, say, another white kid that is raised in a trailer park. He has a little bit more privilege and a little bit more access. And for some particular reason, he was able, at the age of 18, to get military-grade armor. Mm -hmm. And so the security guard who was trying his best couldn't penetrate yeah so because he has on his armor now i i don't want to get into the specifics too too much no, only no, no. because it's been you know talked about and i think everybody's kind of aware of what's happening mm-hmm. but what i do the nuance that i want to look at is where the hell is this boy's parents where the hell are these boys parents how the hell can an 18 year old have armor delivered to the house that's I don't understand this. Where the hell are the parents? And as a parent myself, I am going to hold those parents accountable. And it's because they have a privileged white boy in their home who is buying up armor, buying guns, bullets and all, and driving himself two and a half hours away from his yard to go shoot up the place. How is that missing? Like, why are the, like, how does that pass the radar? Now, when I was growing up, I couldn't leave my house without my mom looking at my full outfit. So mm-hmm. I don't understand how this man, this, yeah, I'm gonna call him a man. I'm gonna call him a man. I don't care if he's 18, I don't care if he's in his teens, because when it comes to a black person, they're they're a man, full-grown mm-hmm. man. They can mm-hmm. be 16 years old, and you want to call him a man in the media. So I'm gonna call this young man a man okay and how do you get past your parents how is it possible mm-hmm. he's not you know you know he, he has parents that have good jobs that are very educated he lives in a good part of town he has all of the all the boxes checked for him the silver spoon can't be any more shinier at this point yet he can still go under the radar of his parents, buy armor, get a gun, um, bullets and all, drive himself two and a half hours away from their their house and go shoot up the place. And then the parents have the nerve to say to me, and, and I felt like as a parent, this is what you're saying to another parent and you want this to make sense. Oh, we didn't know that he had, that he was racist or a part of any sort of, you know, uh, race-based club or mm-hmm. whatever yeah um also they wanted to turn around and say this is covid i'm sorry so that everybody was would be out here shooting up the place no, that, like was, like, that was a reach i mean i know there's a reach it that's... was it was so far it wasn't even it can't even qualify as an excuse yeah okay it can't it's just buffoonery as far as i'm concerned because you can't take an illness or a virus like this and say 
oh, that turns him crazy to the point where he's racist. He's mm-hmm. going to mark on a gun. Mm-hmm. His racist quote, I, I, um, I want to remember the exact words. And I, I, um, this is your payback or something in regards to Black people. And yes, he used the word nigger. Um, and so that was marked on the gun. Now, he also, why does this have, you're going out there to kill people. Why do you have to stream this? Mm-hmm. why why are you taping this well i mean i think in the, that age group that gen z i think they're heavily everything is um social media and if it's not shared it's not real and so that i don't really question that it's mess it's fucked up I, I question the fact that now you have evidence well you 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 see this is why you know even though he you know is a young man and he's stupid Mm-hmm. right we see that he's dumb um he's still smart enough to say oh let me stream it let me go across town mm-hmm. let me get the armor like he so at what point is he dumb and a foolish child or is he a grown adult with a motive mm-hmm. you know what i mean and so i'm at the perspective right now where i need to look to his parents yes the I'm going to put the young, stupid-ass boy aside for a second, young man aside. I'm going to look at the parents because there's there seems to be a lot of young white kids, young boy white kids, young men who have ample time and ample access to total destruction. Mm. How is that possible? How is it possible? That's what I don't understand. Now, I know that we live here in Canada. Our, our laws are very different when it comes to guns and, such and so on and so forth. Um, however, how, like, how does he get that into your home? How does he slide that under your nose? How do you not know where he's going? You know, I grew up in a time where my parents, my mom knew my friends. She knew their numbers. She knew their parents. She was involved. Okay, right through high school, she's a part of the parent-teacher committee. You understand? So she was in it to win it. So yeah, but are these it, parents leaving their child so absent, teen? They're just so negligent of their child that he can order armor or even bring it to. I don't think like, it's that. I, I don't, don't think understand so. how this is happening. No, how? well, I think you could honestly. There are you in all honestly. There is things that even though your parent, your parents, and your friends, you were up to a lot of things that they didn't know. Like you yes, could get things that under their true. nose, especially you in your late teens. There was no way I was walking up in my house with a gun, and my mom didn't find that. There was no way I had on I had armor in my possession, and my mom didn't know that. And even if she didn't find my stuff, she knew where I was going. He's eighteen years old. Mm. Where are you going? Where are you where are you going, son? Why are you in a in a asking, and a, and a hurry? asking the questions? You you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're getting involved, and they're in his like my parents were. My mom was up my backside. You see me? So I had to be like a ninja to get anything past this woman. And even as much as I thought I got past her, it's because she let me get it past her. Mm-hmm. She let me think that I got it past her because she was so intertwined with my life. And so I just don't understand how the parents are acting so uh, oblivious to what their son has done. Like they're so oblivious. How is that possible? And furthermore, in terms of Biden, if you can't get some anti-hate laws going on for black right? people, then right? what you need to do is you need to refine the whole gun policies that you have over there. You need to refine them. Something. You need to something has to be put in place where if you're buying armor of that type of grade, mm-hmm. a, a, an alert, something pops up, you know, oh you like for instance, when you go to the bank, remember that gentleman that went to the bank for twelve thousand dollars and he 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 should have called the bank ahead of time and told them that he wanted his money. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Well, there needs to be things put in place. There need to be checks and balances. So if somebody comes in and, and doesn't present that they are part of an army, a navy, a military of some kind, it sends off an alert. Why would this young man be buying this? Mm-hmm. There has to be checks and balances. I'm sorry. There's too many damn people dying. And for some particular reason in the States, they're all good in for Black people. And so, you know... It, it was a little bit too close for comfort because Buffalo is just right there. 
Yeah. It's just right there. A lot of Canadians go over to Buffalo on a regular basis. So, um, and what I also want to say is prayers up for the families of those people who lost their loved ones. Mm -hmm. And my heart breaks for you because you can't go to a movie. You can't go to a concert. You can't go and buy groceries. I just want justice. I just it's want... just ridiculous. But look at what, look at what, what's his name? The other little white boy the other day, he got off and he went all across town. Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse. He set the precedent. He set the precedent. After Rittenhouse, now we have this, now we have copycats, but people's lives are being lost. You understand? So while you're doing copycat business, are we really going to get justice? And what needs to be done by black people to push justice forward because it we can't let this die mm-hmm. we can't let this die because people are dying there's grandmas that went to young man there's a young man who went there to get his child some some cupcakes or something for her birthday as a surprise and he never made it home yeah so like there's grandmas who are trying to just get a little chicken back and stuff to make a soup for the pitney dam and the <laughs> pitney dam and, and 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 she's not coming home. Yeah, yes, I man. think it just like you said, um, two things. Biden, you know what you need to do, and you and that you ran your campaign on that. And black people in the U.S., y'all do what you got to do. That's all I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave it right there. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it right um, there. I'm gonna too. leave it there. Okay, so that was a topic that you. Were, okay, so but okay, well, I have we're a, both I have a, on the same. Yeah, because yeah. it's a big situation that's been happening. Yeah, but, um, and so um, the other thing was then. Unless you had something else. Oh, actually, I'll mention quickly. We'll talk about it quickly. So Nick Cannon, I have my foot on Nick Cannon's neck. Best believe me. I know that's inappropriate. I shouldn't say neck. Mm. But I have my eye on Nick. So it's been rumored that Nick has (laughs) finally said, I'm going to get a vasectomy. Okay, people? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) After eight eight kids with... Rand, not random. five different women yeah okay yeah a little disgusting mm-hmm. but whatever whatever good thank you nick thank it's you time i think it's time it's time it's yeah. time and you know maybe you might want to think about stop raw dogging too you know what i mean like I well, he, does, he doesn't want to so that's why he's getting the vasectomy <laughs> i understand i understand but there's called something called disease yes that too yeah it's something called disease like i know that you have um uh, what is it? Lupus. I understand you have lupus and that takes a toll on your body. I yes. knew someone that had lupus mm-hmm. and it's a disgusting, horrible disease to have in your body. It just breaks down everything. So let's not speed it up. You know what I mean, Nick? Like, let's not speed it up. We need to wrap it up, wrap up, you know, your stuff before you have sex with these women, because the care, the carelessness, it's one thing to be careless about children, but it's a whole other. You're going out here and you could be passing around diseases. Mm. You could be. And, and it doesn't seem like you really care so much for life in the respect of preserving it. Mm. It seems like you're going out there, you know, you'll do everything and anything. And if you happen to die, you happen to die. That's your attitude. Um, but I think you should still want to preserve life. You have eight children to live for. You understand what I'm saying? Um, it's by time you got this vasectomy. You should have got the vasectomy four kids ago, if you ask me. But you know what? A lot of people are trying to make excuses for this man. Oh, he has money and money this and money that. Money doesn't buy you love. No. Nope. Point blank, period. Or and time. those children need love. Okay, and that's all that they're concerned with. They're not concerned with what private school they go to or whatever like that. And, and, and on top of that, I want to just state the obvious. Nick, I know you got a lot of cash, but the, the, the rate that you're having children and baby mothers, like, you're going to run out, bro. You're going to run out. You know what I mean? Like, I know you're still on your grind. and You have a lot of money. I know that. But children are expensive. They're very expensive and you're having them by the twos. Like, like it's ridiculous now. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you have two sets of twins up in that. Like, It's just too much. It's too much. So I'm glad that he's going to get this vasectomy. You know, I wouldn't advocate 
for vasectomies if he wasn't being so reckless. Mm-hmm. And I think he's being reckless. Um, and he's been reckless. And stop, stop this because you're promoting this to other young men. And they're thinking that this is the way to go. And it really isn't because mm-hmm. they don't got Nick Cannon money. Okay. You know, they, they, they're working at Mickey D's, you understand? As the fry specialist. That, that so, brings me to, a, okay. So there is this quote that they mm-hmm. said, um, uh, young, th- I don't, is young thug or young gonna young. I think it was young thug, ironically enough, who we talked about last week and um who got indicted and is not looking good he made this comment about saying broke men just talk about says he explains he said broke men should not have kids and i was like you know what i agree i agree Uh, i agree because that that that, Mm -hmm. because you know what and the reasoning i think makes sense is I feel, sorry if you guys are hearing my watch. It's it's uh, mm-hmm. it's hearing me, and it's like sorry, I did not understand. I'm not talking to you. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, because you know what, broke ha- having a broke man having uh, having kids isn't just creating another generation of poverty, pretty yeah. much. Because in, no matter even if you're a woman, even if the woman you have the kids with is even doing okay like if she's middle class unless Mm -hmm. unless she's a stinking rich or an entrepreneur or which she probably wouldn't have had kids with you in the first place um Mm -hmm. (laughs) then then the kid is gonna by nature and the world is already born into poverty because a middle class income one middle class income is already stretched thin across a grown adult and um, very thin yeah. yeah and then so yeah that's what that made me think of in terms of that but you know Nick Cannon is on that category so people who are looking at him who are not of that status don't please don't um and then okay before we go and move on mm-hmm. to our call out I wanted to bring up uh honeypot um honeypot is a product that was cre- is black owned and I remember learning about it and the owner on the Breakfast Club. I think it was like okay. a, week, a year and a half ago, definitely during the pandemic. I was like, wow, too bad we don't have these products over here in Toronto. Because I thought mm-hmm. it was, but, it, but it's feminine hygiene. It's mostly, it's called Honeypot, cute name, as this feminine hygiene products. And Twitter, Black Twitter was a blaze um, really? when they found out that um, she probably recently partnered or sold a big portion of her company which a lot of these black owned um mm-hmm. businesses sometimes i'm not gonna you know what not let me not just say black owned any small business that mm-hmm. blows that happens to reach a pin, certain pinnacle of success especially mm-hmm. when it was one person or a small team that got it to that point yeah. mm-hmm. they're gonna sell and you want to know why it, the, the price is right that's right obviously and they're t- like they put in the work yeah. They put in the work to get the product or service to where it is, and now they want to reap the benefits. Whether mm-hmm. they want to reap the benefit benefits to start a new business or reap the benefits to like just take a load off of their shoulders and still participate, which is what I think um, the owner and founder of Honeypot did. Uh, her name is Beatrice Dixon, mm-hmm. and Twitter was like cussing her off. So I was gonna read one of the tweets that came up following mm-hmm. that news, and so. The person that tweeted said, after seeing posts about Honeypot changing up the ingredients, I went to check a new bottle of an and compared it to my old bottle, and I mm-hmm. am sick. We can't have anything. And essentially, this product was marketed to particularly women of color and, and people, not necessarily just women of color, but because the owner is a black woman, Obviously, that spoke to that audience, right? Right. But mm-hmm. it was really for people who are like ve- who are vegan or they can't who need to use organic things on their body. They have sensitive right. skin, or they have a situation where they can't have too many non non man made or um, non man made products on them. So they want to be natural. Right. And so in this tweet, you see everything. Uh, which they comp- literally compared ingredients. Where the first one you see cocoa, vinegar, mm-hmm. lavender, essential oils. And the other one, you start seeing those long scientific names where you're like, there's no way this is natural. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, similar to Shea Moisture, similar Mm -hmm. to, um, I think Cantu was another one. And another one, I think Shea Moisture was the most recent, like, one where 
a lot of people in the uh, black hair community were mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. And I think really people are upset is because they didn't announce this. Nobody right. knew. It's just like there's a one minute that you're getting your natural products and the next minute you notice the ingredients look different or you notice something different. And so in her um, response, which I honestly, I want to say it's pretty wishy-washy and I think it's just now it looks so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just some PR and she's pretty much just saying that, okay, yes, I, you know, I have brought in other investors, but I'm still very much involved. And these products are even, are, are even better than they were, they were before. And so they said on her, on their Twitter, they said, we hear, we hear you and are here to explain what's going on. First and foremost, we remain under the leadership of our founder, Beatrice Dixon, our CEO Mm -hmm. and chief innovation officer. And we said, they said, we've upgraded the preservative system to continue to protect what's inside and outside of the bottle. We've done robust testing to ensure these ingredients are safe and we'll be releasing clinical testing results soon. I mean, you better with all these toxic... No, yeah, okay. you better. They, they you better. sound... You remember, this is not... It's not going to be comfortable. People are not going to be comfortable buying... Yeah, because you, don't, you don't trust... You don't trust you now because you want... At least, you know, if she wants to sell her business or a portion of her business and and not announce it, mm-hmm. I, uh, I, get, I don't know about that, but I can give you that. Because especially if you're still involved, heavily involved, and you're the, still the chief innovation officer, you still have a big role in the part. So I guess, whatever, that's your your money business. But I think you owe your customers and users of your products to explain, like, when you're changing the product, um, you need to announce that so people yeah, can I know. So. Those people who really can't have, ex- like, weird products. They'll look elsewhere. But that's the thing. It's, mm-hmm. They don't want you to look elsewhere. I know. I know. But that, then the it's integrity... Not, it's not right. Yeah, the integrity is 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 not good but um yeah so that's what i just wanted to talk about that because i was actually excited about that that product when i heard about it and her story and Mm -hmm. her success because she was able to she was an entrepreneur she was selling it on her own online and then uh i believe target uh gave her a deal and that i know that was a multi-million dollar deal so i was like yes girl black owned business for real with a real product but you see the thing is with black people that's one idea yeah just give her a set she yeah, might that's have true. more she probably she has more. more so i'm not so, bro- i'm not mad at her for selling selling a portion of her i'm not business. either i think that's i know i would what like aim to do right? that's what you should that's really as somebody who's starting your own business should be at the back of your mind like who wants yeah. that type of control after a while it's just too big for a small team you kind of need to corporate get corporate and and just you know partner yeah. with a bigger machine but anyway that's, that's yeah. our headlines and topics that we wanted to cover yes. we're gonna move on into the call out the call out okay so the call out everybody who, who might not know this is where we put each other in the hot seat and we ask each other questions right and so I'm going to take off, I'm going to start first and I'm going to ask, what is one superstition that you live by or do? Uh, I'll go first. I'll okay. let you think about it. My mom always told me, don't put your purse step on the ground. Mm-hmm. If you put your purse on the ground, you're going to lose money mm-hmm. or money will just walk away from you. And I, I don't, at first I was like, this woman is delusional. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like I can't even deal with this. Um, but then as I started to get older, I just naturally fell into it because I don't like to have my purse on the ground. Mm -hmm. Whenever I see a woman put her purse on the ground, I'm always like, I always want to reach for it and say, girl, pick that up, like pick up your bag. Mm -hmm. Your purse should never be on the floor. So ever since like, you know, mid twenties onward, it's been a thing for me. Like I, I, I. Do not like to leave my purse on any sort of ground. I'll hang it up. I'll put it on something, rest it on a chair. Because trust me, right now, I can't afford to lose my money. You see me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, that's one thing that I do. And it was kind of tied um, with, um, like, you shouldn't, I don't know. My mom always told me you shouldn't talk about duppy. You shouldn't talk about ghosts or yeah like duppy or you know western people we call it duppy mm-hmm. jamaican people specifically yeah call it duppy and it's like 
Drake even did a whole song about it. Duffy Conqueror. And that's yes. a, that's also a Bob Marley song. Duffy yes, Conqueror. it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't like speaking of like death. Yeah. I mean, I understand it's a part of life. I yeah. talk about it for when it is important. But there's some people that are deep into this whole conversation around death. Mm-hmm. And like really morbid thoughts, you yes, know. Um, yes, yes, yes. And I was always kind of told, like, don't do that. Like, you yeah. shouldn't do that. You call down bad spirits and all yeah. that thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I just listen to what my mama tells me with that, and I don't do it. So I don't know these superstitions. I don't know where they came from. Honestly, they're you know passed down from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. You know, it was my great grandmother who told my mom and my mom, you know what I mean? Like, so it was just, it's just something that I find that's very prevalent amongst black people as well. We have a lot of superstitions, especially when you're from the West Indies. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know if somebody started talking about Duffy and then Duffy come run wrong. Yeah. And I think, yeah. And, um, well, we have the same background, so mm-hmm. in terms of, like, our parents being from Jamaica, mm-hmm. um, so I both of those I'm very well aware of, uh, very much so, and I do think it's coming from our African ancestry in some shape or form. Okay. Um, that would explain really a lot, about actually. It. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, okay. So, are there any superstitions that you... You kind of live by? Live by? Not really. Um, there's only one that's not really from my mom, like a typical one that was passed mm-hmm. down is, um, like, I don't like to walk to walk under a ladder. Yeah. Like, you know, that's an old... I, I feel like that's that an, one too. I feel yes. like that's, like, one that's... I don't know if that's back in the Caribbean as well, but I, I think it's worldwide. Yeah, universal. Even here, Canadian mm-hmm. people, um, I've heard that. So I mm-hmm. don't like to... And I just feel like, yeah, there's something about it that feels ominous and this is not a good thing to do. Right. Outside mm-hmm. of physics, it's also just like, I don't know, I don't feel good. But if anything happens, it's like, am I the reason the person falls? Um, right. That's what I think, yeah. But uh, And then the one from my mom is that was passed down, which is completely gone from this, this uh, generation, mm-hmm. is if you are a woman that is pregnant, um, you don't tell anybody that you're pregnant until you start showing. Like Thank that's you. literally you, le- you. You let people figure that out, especially yes. if it's especially if it's just um, like you know, like like you know, we have work culture here. Like you know, people tell their work friends or all this oh, stuff. Yeah. It's like that's all. Like even though, first of all, like I don't have a child or anything, but I just feel like I have that embedded in my head so much it's like when i hear other people or my friends i'm like you you're you're just like eight weeks and you're telling people that right <laughs> no honestly because we are we have the same background i've heard the same I, thing i'm just like well i'm you know, the same thing and my Keep mom your mouth shut until your second trimester see me and my Don't mom explained nothing. that folk that that um superstition to me and where it kind of comes from, because, you know, my grandmother, my mom's parents, they're far, they're, they lived in the hills. They lived in the country. They're, yep. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're not Mine city too. people. They're not educated. They grew their land and lived off the fruits of their labor. Yeah. And so I, when, and when you live in those areas, in agricultural areas, the superstition and all that is run, runs even more rampant. Yeah. And it's so mm-hmm. what she said is why people don't say that or why her mother told her that and it was passed down is if you tell people or if people know they put, turn their bad eye on you that's and you, right and you lose your pregnancy like if they that's don't like right. you no, they bad mind you uh, well hey that's how i feel it's true and they'll lose your baby yeah and so that is where that superstition comes from and uh i actually agree because and not and and even if you take it away from superstition, the superstitious re- the old country, old mm-hmm. wives' tale reason for it. Mm-hmm. The other reason is not to call down anything, but I feel like it's such like it's so amazing that when you can have your child, a healthy child, that is like a yeah. a, a grace from God. And yeah. a lot of people, I think, take it take uh advantage like not take 
take that for granted. Yes. Because, like, you know, I don't know how much people, I've known people have also had miscarriages. And, like, to see the, and maybe one time we have to have a topic. It's a hard topic, but maybe mm-hmm. we need to talk about it in the stigma with, I think there's still this stigma around it. Mm-hmm. And I know just from knowing people, I know like three people and I've seen them go through that grieving process and everything. And it is, yeah. I, it's a, I, I can't, you know, I can't put myself in their shoes, but it's also like, I think they feel it, uh, that shame, like, like every yeah. time yeah. somebody, especially the woman. Yeah. Yes. Every time somebody asks you who knew you were having a baby mm-hmm. and for and didn't know that you miscarried, like I feel like that's enough for if that happens to you one time, you will never ever yeah. go above yeah. yourself. You yeah. know, especially in those early stages. And I know someone that that happened to where yeah. she was so excited. Yes, yes. That yeah. she wasn't even she was just the like maybe yeah. nine, ten weeks. Mm-hmm. And she went and spread the word to everybody. Mm-hmm. And she lost the baby before she even got to three months. Mm-hmm. And, or into her second trimester, I should say. Yes. And it was devastating to her. And mm-hmm. she literally had to go on a hiatus for a little while. Because you, um, yeah. be, Well, the grieving process and because she just didn't want to deal with anybody asking, asking. her, I like, think, how are you? How's I, the baby? Because people ask with, with good intention. Like, yes, they don't, of course. Yes. right? Like, only asking because they care. Yes. But that is such a trigger question. Like, yeah. it just, yeah, she she was depressed for a while. Yeah. And uh, she didn't, after that, she had to, she just didn't want to have kids after that she's just like forget it like it was so traumatizing to yeah, her yeah and it is traumatizing so everybody you know deals with things differently mm-hmm. but when where she said she made the biggest mistake mm-hmm. was telling everybody because mm-hmm. it was a constant reminder because it took you yeah because to be reminded. you want to think think of that experience in that first you already have the grief of losing mm-hmm. your child that's in itself is i can't imagine the pain right but then right you have the Every time somebody asks you, it's another stab. Like you said, you use the word trigger. Right? But I would say it's a stab it because is. you have literally not only get that pain, but that... Im- I use the word shame. They shouldn't be ashamed. But no, I think that's... But I think it is... There is... Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, mm-hmm. I think based on... And again, this is just based on what I've hear, heard and read and I've read up on it. Um, it's not my experience, so I'm welcoming to anybody who wants to share their experience. But it's like... It's the shame of losing um, and not being able to carry a child. Yeah, that too. And I yeah. think that, and they shouldn't be ashamed. I they think they shouldn't. That's the Just, thing I'm trying to say. They feel it. That's what I, it's described as. No, but you I, know what? I want to correct, I want to correct myself. People, there yeah. are some people that will shame you. That's what I'm saying. I, I want to correct myself that no, it's not the shame. It's, it's not shame is not the word I want to use in that mm-hmm. feeling, even mm-hmm. though re- people say that and people will use that against you, like you yeah. said, I don't want to be a culprit of sh- no, of yes, word. yeah, I hear That's you. That's why yeah. I'm correcting yeah. myself. Yeah. Um. But yes. Yeah, so anyway, you got a little bit Anyways. deep there, but that was that's yes. one because it could yes. be a whole other, like you said, the stigma of a uh, miscarriage. Uh, it's definitely a, a deep topic, but well, you th- know, and just briefly, hmm. because in history and in time and in our society, they make it's like your value is dependent on your yes. reproductive system. Yes, 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 yes. And so, if your reproductive system doesn't work, a lot of people they they funnel their frustration and anger and lack of understanding on the woman on the woman yes and it's a burden that sometimes it's it's, it doesn't even go with being said Mm -hmm. it's just a feeling yes that is that comes upon you Mm -hmm. and you know god has been good to me in the sense where i've never experienced that Mm -hmm. but i know a few people who have Mm -hmm. and it's nothing that you could even possibly imagine Mm. because there's so much emotions and a lot of those emotions are triggered from your hormones yes that too yep that's the thing is that when you start out especially in that first trimester your hormones are like super imbalanced Mm -hmm. because believe it or not like our bodies 
tell like it, it almost treats the baby like a, like some sort of a virus or yes, some, something in your body that it needs to expel yes so that's why we have morning sickness and all of that jazz and so you know when that happens you're already off tilt you're already you're ready you're ready off center mm-hmm. you know because of your hormones and then the, you know, the sadness of, of losing the child and then the reminder mm. and then certain people. And it's sad to say, but there a lot of West Indian women, they'll do this for some reason. And I don't know why they shouldn't, but they look down upon you in a way where you feel as though, well, am I less than because I couldn't carry the child? But either way, we'll get deep another time on mm. that topic. Mm-hmm. So we want to still kind of keep this show as light as we can. I know we keep saying that, mm-hmm. but the first two segments are not so light. So we're going to try to keep it light for the third. Mm-hmm. And we're going to work, go into our workouts. The workouts. And the workout um, this week, what we're going to be talking about is and we've done this uh, series before, so I hope listeners can um, point that out. Um, and that is traveling while black. Ah, <laughs> boy, this is a good old funky topic that I can think. I think is gonna be really fun. Mm-hmm. So we just wanted to talk about some things that, as a black person, you have to be aware of certain things in our own experiences, some pros and some cons, and, and talking about the experience of a Black person traveling. Um, now, we are going to talk about, as Canadians, traveling in Canada and abroad, and things that, you know, you might want to look out for. So um, I'll start off by saying that I, I think traveling is super essential in your life. God gave us this huge planet and you you can't go to every place in the world in your lifetime, every little crevice of this world. Mm. It's such a beautiful place and we should embrace traveling and getting to know outside of our our little box. Mm. And, you know, I I love traveling. Um, My parents were the ones that got me hooked onto that. And as black people in Canada, being West Indian, they were fearless. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, um, took me along and I got to see a lot. And I'm so glad that they did. It opened my eyes to somewhere other than here. You know, other than here, meaning your home, you know, around the way, your neighborhood, other than here. And when you come back, you can have a new gratitude for where you're living. Um, and all the perks that you might have. Now, I would say one con that I have, and I don't want to go deep into it, but mm-hmm. because we're black and there is this attitude and notion in the world about anti-black, anything that's not black is better for some particular reason. Yeah. And so while, while traveling, you have to be aware. Yeah. Your guard has to be up more than some. Okay, and you got you 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 got to know where you're going. You got to yeah. know where you're going. Um, and so, why it's a con for me is because I see so many other different races, and they just go wherever the hell they want to go. Don't have to worry to think too tough. You know, uh, do you know research and stuff. You don't have to do none of that. They just pick up and go. You know, all of a sudden you'll just see a bus full of you know Asian people coming off the bus uh, from nowhere, and it's like how fearless are they, you know? Um, But my parents said, no, you deserve, you are a human being just like anybody else and you deserve to explore the world. God gave it to you. So what are some pros and cons that you might have? And then we'll go into our perspectives on traveling. Um, I think that um, any, uh, I don't, I want to sound classes here, but you know, call me out if I am. I feel like any person who has any kind of culture or sophistication or, you know, not even, I don't want to use the word sophistication, but 
your your mind is slightly elevated from the from the pits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> then you mm-hmm. should understand why travel is valuable. Yeah. Uh, it's valuable. It's not a must have, but understand the value of it and what it could feed you as a human being so Mm -hmm. a pro is obviously outside of you know just going on a vacation like you know here we have that Mm -hmm. word vacation it's very vague but it gives you a new perspective it gets you out Mm -hmm. of your comfort it gets you out of your comfort zone yeah and you need to be out of your comfort zone to grow and have that growth mindset Um, another great feeling is it's very freeing as there's like some countries you know us as canadians or even north americans that or Anywhere, anybody in the Western world, really, it's, like, very yeah. freeing because there are some countries, like, say, like, a North Korea or even people because of their station in life or just how their country kind of just categorizes people and keeps them there, mm-hmm. they're not even able to travel. Mm-hmm. So, like, the fact that we are here, if you're in a country and you could rub, you know, even $200 to get together to go drive across the border, do it. Like, we yeah. can, exercise that freedom we're so fortunate so that's that's, those are the pros for me and then a con i guess is it depends on your state like i want to try and step out of myself and think of it a con can be it's very nerve-wracking in all honesty like especially if you're going international like international travel don't you can't play around with international like you need to like you can't just be all willy-nilly, especially like we said, we're traveling while black. We're not speaking as, you know, Canadian, a typical Canadian traveler. Yeah. We're talking yeah. as, as black people. You, it could be very, um, you need to know where you're going and you need to yeah. plan and mm-hmm. you need to understand, like, the situation. Like, make sure, yeah. like, and I think you brought it up. It's like, do your, if you're going somewhere, do your research. Something I do, especially if it's not typical, if it's a place where I know, like, like, okay, one of the trips I did in the last couple, like, before the pandemic was to mm-hmm. Costa Rica. And I know, yeah. I was like, well, Costa Rica has black people, I'm good. Like, as long yeah. as, like, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't, I, for that trip, I didn't go, and, you know, mm-hmm. they're pretty liberal. It's even out of all the, it is one of the more liberal um, Spanish countries. So, I was like, I felt safe. I still did my little research, but based on the people I know who went there and their population and everything, I was like, I felt pretty safe as a black person mm-hmm. going to Costa Rica. Yeah, but when yeah. I went to compare to like um, Morocco, even though I know Morocco is in North Africa, uh, right. the people there are not, a majority of them are either uh, Arabic descent or their na- the native, uh, the native uh, nation, which is Berbers. But either way, they're not, they don't, they're not a hundred percent black. Maybe there's mm-hmm. something down the line, but <laughs> Yeah, really more yeah. of an Arabic flavor, right? And so right. um I did a lot of research and it wasn't the color. Again, like I said, it's Africa, so there's black people there, so that's not a new thing. Yeah. Um, but it's more because they're a Muslim country. So that's another thing. Like make sure yeah. you understand if especially if you're going to a country where not necessarily Islam, but if they are very religious, whether it's Hinduism or Buddhism, mm-hmm. like you, we need to understand that, be respectful of that culture, especially right. if it's very dominant. And like, so a lot of the countries that are very Islamic or I know in Thailand, um, they're Buddhist. And so they're very conservative in certain areas. So um, you can't just like, yeah, I'm on vacation. I'm somewhere high. I want to wear a bikini. And like, yeah, be careful with that. You have to be respectful of certain areas of how you dress. And that's why... Um, I said the con is it could be a little bit nerve wracking, but I think a way to counteract that is just be prepared and do your homework and check out uh, something I do is I check out some uh, travel blogs. And while we were talking about this episode and planning, I found one. I there's I see them a lot, but I don't. There's not one where I just know by one name. But I found a Canadian Jamaican who you know that's. Ooh. Uh, her name is her her Instagram is Onika the Traveler and that's an example of somebody I would go on their blog or you know Instagram is just photos so you get an idea but I'll go on their blog and read their take on you know if it's a country or region that I'm interested in I'll go and read what they're saying um but yeah that was uh, those are my pros and cons but yes. in a way as you can hear the cons the pros oh, way yeah, exactly. out, outweigh the cons big for time, sure for time. sure 
Um, and I don't want to focus too much on the cons because I don't want people to get deterred from no, nothing's ever perfect and peace. Nothing is ever going to be right. Exactly. Exactly. You said it. Um, but I want to go into perspective. So you said something we both actually said researching the place. Mm-hmm. Now <clears throat> we see that that young basketball player, the oh, yes. basketball player that's Brittany Griner. Mm-hmm. Right. Did she do her homework? Well, she, oh, she, she knows she, she, she's works there. She's been working. Yes. There for the but past did she do years. her homework? Because she might think that because she's a basketball star over there. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. She thought she'd get she away with it. A, right. That she mm-hmm. has a little more, but as a black woman, you should have done, did your homework. You should have done seen what those laws were. You should done know that even having a vape on you, period is gonna, is a big red flag. And so having a perspective that knowing what you're, what you're getting yourself into, it makes the trip all that more easy mm-hmm. because yes, there are moments of, uh, you know, feeling like, Oh, overwhelmed and you're not too sure. But when you know, when you do your homework, you know, where you're going, you know, you know, uh, what's acceptable, what's not, um, you know, what's expected of, particularly maybe a woman, not necessarily a black woman, mm-hmm. but like you were your example yes. earlier, you know, just being a woman and what's expected of you and what could throw your ass in jail. <laughs> like straight, straight goods. Like you need to be aware. Now that's internationally. Now here in Canada, I always suggest, and here's maybe I'm wrong. Know where you're from first. Know where you're from. Go, and if you want to go and see all of Canada, that's a good place to that's start. That's a good place to start. Yeah. It's a good place to start because that you're not international because that could be a whole different bag yes. of words. Do you understand? Yes. So get your feet wet by learning where you are at, you know, and stepping outside of you, maybe in here in Canada, uh, the territory that we live in, you know, stepping outside of that and going to somewhere else just to see a different environment and to see how you handle traveling. Mm-hmm. You know, um, another perspective that I wanted to listen, if you're going to travel with people, nope. understand, make sure you know who the hell you're traveling with. Yeah, please. Yes, please. 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 Okay. Let please. me tell you, let me tell you, these group trips. Mm, <laughs> They could go. They could be super fun, but they could also be the bane of your existence. Like, right. So that is actually a really good. That's a really good. Uh, yes. Tip. Know who you're traveling with. Um, I haven't done too many, you know, international. Mm. Uh, you know, which don't worry, that's gonna come. This whole panini just put me off for a little yeah. bit. But I'm gonna come strong. Don't you worry. But anywho. You when you're traveling with people, know who you're traveling with. Yeah. Like I'm not just saying, oh, know that they have a good criminal record. No, no. I mean know like their quirks. Yeah. Know that okay, they're not one that you know packs properly. So we might <laughs> we might you know their bag might be overweight or mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Just know who you're traveling with that they have their wits about it's- them. And, you know, it's important that whoever you're traveling with does have their wits about them because Mm. you don't want to babysit because you're traveling. So you yourself are trying to make sure you get where you need to go and, you know, uh, safe and sound. So you don't want to have to baby somebody who's a grown adult. So, yeah, yeah. definitely know know who you're traveling with. Please. Please, uh, it's like a roommate, I feel like, even though, even if you're just going somewhere for a week, uh, it could be because it's like, you're just, you're going to be stuck with this person. You're literally, you're going to be. For the whole duration. Of the trip, yeah. Right? And uh, yeah, I have, oh, I have stories on that. But Oh, uh, I have, I, and I have a very quick story. Yeah. So I went to Jamaica just before, you know, I started college, because um, I went to university and then I went to college. So mm. just before I was finished college, I went, you know friend that I went to university with and I she was my roommate and we were close we went to Jamaica Lord have his mercy <laughs> I think okay? that's what I remember that I remember that because after from after that trip I, I was like wait a minute how come I don't hear about someone right so, big, big things yes not done so are, because you know what it was is that I'm a little younger than her like I was maybe two three years younger than her 
and she has a very nurturing spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she even worked for Children's Aid Society. And so you can just tell that she has a very nurturing spirit. But to the point where you you try to be my mama around here, like you're trying to be my mama. Mm-hmm. I only got one, you understand? Mm-hmm. And I left her in Canada. So mm-hmm. I'm not too sure why I'm in Jamaica trying to have a good old funky time on the beach right here. Mm-hmm. Um, you you, you want to act like you're my mama. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I know she was looking out for me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I have some street sense of my own. And I'm, I, I'm not, you know... Um, I wasn't deprived of traveling when yes. I grew up. And so I already knew. And by the time I met her, I, I was traveling all over. I, it was easy peasy, lemon squeezy, you yeah. know, but it was like every step of the way she wanted to just up underneath me. And it's like, yes, we got to watch each other, keep each other safe, watch out for each other, you know, um, black girl code. But can I breathe? Like, can I, you know, like, yeah, I want to get this. Like, don't tell me why I can't. I mm. want to buy it. Oh, you know, when you convert it and did it, I convert with money and did yeah, it. I, I want to enjoy my vacation. And it's like, I just want to enjoy the time that I have, mm-hmm. right? And we only stayed for a week. Mm-hmm. And it was a long week. It was a long <laughs> blasted week. Mm-hmm. And I didn't enjoy it nearly as much as I wanted to. We stayed on um, uh, a resort right because we we have family there but sometimes when you go and no family, you have to do it right you have to go on the resort. right you or, know airbnb something right but, yeah exactly so you know it was nice on but she didn't want to travel outside of it oh like, no. she just wanted to stay very close to mm-hmm. the resort. and i was just like lord of his jesus and while we're on the actual resort it's just like she didn't want to do anything like they had um some snorkeling mm. excursion. Oh, I don't want to, you don't know, they could have sharks in the water. Awesome. I'm oh. like, I'm in a tropical country. Heifer. Of course they have sharks yeah, in the water. What, that, but they're not here. They're not right here. Yeah, that's me. why your question is so, va- under- know your, because per- I'm sure if you knew that if she was going to be like yeah. that, then not one will just be stuck. Like bad enough, you don't want to get off the resort, which fair. Okay, I, I get, you know, you're on a resort. So maybe that's the reason you go on a resort. But uh, the at least take advantage of the activities on the resort. Otherwise, why are you here? Like, why are you coming? This like, is what I'm saying. To just sit on the beach and watch somebody. Like, I'm not your child. And so needless to say, that friendship ended shortly after that trip. And it wasn't because <laughs> it was because, you know what, I, I didn't enjoy myself and I spent a lot of money. I took time off of school. You know, I was just wrapping up that program and it, it was just, I felt like it was a total waste. Mm. And for years I was like, yeah, I've done Jamaica. I'm not going back. I'm going to do something else because yeah. she just left a really bad. So back to my point. Mm-hmm. know who you're traveling with please and thanks it's not just about their criminal history if they're you know reckless in the streets no are they in like will they enjoy you know are they adventurous are they willing to oh, try new things oh, and go I, I new have places? the opposite i have the opposite of that so i i went with a group trip to mm-hmm. um, uh where is it barbados so all university friends so and it was generally good. I won't say I actually had an amazing time and I'm glad some of them were local Bayesians, mm-hmm. not local, but their families were Bayesian. So, um, but here's if you have the, somebody who's too close to thing, then you have the person who's a little too free. That's one. Right. You have to worry about those. And yes. that's a good, that's why I get to know the person and like ask questions. Just be like, do you like to do your own thing? Are you trying to hook up or like whatever, whatever it's like, get, get a feeling for the vibe because you don't want to go somewhere in a place like Kim just told her story is completely like ruined for you because you have this bad experience with yeah. going with somebody who yeah. maybe you shouldn't gone with maybe in real yeah. like your good friends and the day to day, but like the traveling situation. So two things is a person who's too free and loose yeah and then there's a person who's too controlling who wants to control the whole itinerary yes like don't like okay if you don't like this that's good but i'm gonna do this and i don't i necessarily need to be a part of the pack i will literally go on my own right uh that's the kind of person i am um but yeah yeah well you know we're we're gonna wrap this up shortly with some tips first before we go Mm. and those tips while traveling while black first 
know who you're going with, please mm -hmm. and thank you. Do a, a thorough background check on their travel experience. Thank you. Second, investigate where you're going. Yes. Learn about the laws. Learn about the ways of the of the land. Um, and when you go there, abide by them. Don't think you're above them because you're Canadian because you're not, mm -hmm. as we can see with Brittany. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, another tip is enjoy yourself. That is what traveling is all about. Enjoy every piece, every nook, every cranny of wherever you are. Be a part of the, in, 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 in just get into where you're, where you're Experience going. Experience it. Uh, experience it and enjoy it and, and make memories of it. Um, and lastly, you know, when you, when you're traveling out here, when you're traveling out here and you're black, mm. understand not everybody looks at you with rose colored glasses. Nope. Okay. Nope. 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 They just don't. And that is okay. Yep. You're not there for them. Nope. You're there to see what God gave us. And it's this beautiful earth that we have here. And so I want to wrap this up here by saying on a positive note, this world is such a beautiful place. Take the time to get to know it. You won't go wrong. You will come back to your homeland, wherever you reside, with a brand new outlook on life, with a brand new sense of accomplishment, with, with you know, just a little bit more relaxation, you know, uh, a little bit more bounce in your step, uh, and a, a, broader, a broader idea of what the world is like. Get outside your box. It's worth it. Try it. And so, with that said, we hope that your hearts and minds were activated on this week's show. Whether you leave with your heart or your mind, please stay passionate, stay thoughtful. We'll talk to you soon. Deuces! Bye-bye!